Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week, we will bring you focused, impactful content sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life, desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to You Were Created For More. Before we get started with today's episode, we want to share some big things that are now just a few days away. We are launching both a five-day challenge and are created for more membership this January. The challenge starts on Monday, January 4th, and will lead right into our new membership launch. The breakthrough we're going to focus on is how to feel better by 100% in 2021. For our membership, we are focused on finding our first 100 founding members. And let's just say we're going to have lots of fun surprises and neat things coming your way in 2021. We are literally going to be pouring our heart and soul into this to empower you and help you experience so many breakthroughs in your life. Feeling better is only the beginning. So be sure to go to our Created For More Facebook page and f- to find out how you can join us and be one of our first 100 founding members. We can't wait to start working on this together with you. Let's get started with today's episode, episode number 27. 2020 has been a tough year for most of us, so we're excited to share today's episode, how to feel better in 2021 and beyond. So here's what the world has taught us we have to do in order to feel better. Be thin, be strong, have more success, more money, bigger house, nicer car. The world also tells us it's others' job to make us feel better. Our spouses should do this, or our best friend should do that. Or if our bosses would only do that one thing a different way, AKA our way, then we would surely feel better. Guess what? All of that, so not true. Here's the truth. How we feel is never the result of our external circumstances. Don't believe us? Well, let's think about this together for a second. Think about how many good-looking, thin, rich people have failed to find a way to feel better on their own despite having all those advantages. They go through multiple divorces. They get addicted to drugs and alcohol. They commit suicide. Now think about how many people don't have much in the way of looks or money, yet they are perfectly content and happy with their life. If what the world tells us we have to do to feel better is right, then how is this possible? So that brings us to our one thing for today. Everything you do in your life is because you want to feel a certain way. Since your feelings are caused by your thoughts, if you want to feel better, it is imperative and vital that you closely examine what you are thinking. So here's the problem. 
we're sold on this idea that we have to change our external circumstances to feel better. We're sold on the idea that success equals happiness. Often we think when I have, do, or accomplish X, then I will feel better. So then we strive, push, and sometimes act a little crazy in an attempt to get there. There being this magical place filled with puppy dogs and rainbows where we finally feel better. All that striving and pushing, that can create real issues in our life. Like the weight-obsessed mom who continually yo-yo diets, stresses out about it, and teaches that to her kids. Like the workaholic, that'd be me, that neglects their spouse and kids to that'd make more money or get the promotion. Despite what the world tells you, you can't hustle your way to feeling better. The only reason any of us ever want anything is because of how we believe we will feel in the attaining and having of it. On top of this, we are repeatedly told by almost everyone we should be happier. So while we're out there trying to manipulate our external circumstances to be happy, we feel bad and are unhappy about being unhappy in the first place. <laughs> what this means is most of us are striving to make our lives better from this place of unhappiness and scarcity. And that, my friends, is nearly mission impossible. The truth is, our external circumstances don't make us feel better. We never have to wait to have something in order to feel better. We can feel better right now, if we choose to. So here's the thing. The key to feeling better is all in our minds. The only thing we need to feel better is to know what we're feeling now, know how we want to feel, and then think thoughts, and then think the thoughts that we can believe to help us feel that way. Here's another big truth. When we try to change our world so we feel better instead of feeling better to change our world, we are ineffective. But when you take control of your emotional life and feel better, don't be surprised when a lot of things change. <clears throat> don't take this the wrong way. You can improve any area of your life, and we highly recommend doing that. You can hit career goals, find a spouse you love, make more money. All that is attainable. But not having those things or doing that doesn't rob you of your happiness. You don't have to improve those things to feel better. So, how, can, how do we start feeling better? We first have to identify how we actually want to feel. To do this, think of a current goal you have. Let's say it's to lose 10 pounds. Ask yourself, what will be different when I accomplish that goal and what will be the same? The answer will point you towards something you're hoping to feel. Next, ask yourself, what would give me that feeling? Am I focusing on something externally that I need to achieve, or do I believe that I can create that feeling I want? Feelings are created by us and for us through our thoughts. If you want to feel excited, you can think about things that excite you on purpose, and guess what? You'll feel excited more often. If you want to feel happiness, you can think about things that make you feel happy and you will experience happiness more often. When you generate those feelings now with your thinking, the desperation to achieve it, it's lifted. And then you find you have more room in your life to make other things happen. By telling your brain to focus in a different way, 
you will not only feel better, you will also start creating different results. The number two thing you can do is take full 100% responsibility for how you feel. Don't give that power away to others. Instead of making yourself crazy, trying to make other people behave in a certain way that you think would make you happy, go out there and take responsibility for your own emotional life. One of the best things you can do to improve your life is to just take responsibility for your own happiness. Number three, don't make yourself responsible for other people's happiness. Constant people pleasing and trying to make others happy causes you to live inauthentically, which creates a whole host of negative emotions such as resent, anger, hopelessness. Many times we see this with spouses, kids, bosses, friends. Understand, people pleasing doesn't mean you're not a great parent, spouse, employee, or friend. It means you don't validate your worth and live a life incongruent to who you want to be to, constant, to constantly please others. Plus, as we just learned, you're not able to provide true, lasting happiness to other people anyway. Cheer them up, sure. Change their unhappy world to a happy one, no. Not without them taking their own responsibility for how they feel. Number four is remember the 50-50 of our humanness. We are all going to experience many negative emotions. This is normal and expected. The key is to take the time and effort to build awareness and understanding of your negative emotions. Just like the being unhappy about being unhappy, many of us spend so much time and energy resisting negative emotion. The way to enjoy life is not by putting the brakes on negative emotion, but by diving in and understanding your, neg your negative emotion. This gives us the full experience of being alive. There is a huge difference between allowing yourself to feel a negative emotion and reacting to it. Anxiety, it's harmless. It is our reaction and resistance to it that causes us problems. Number five, discover your purpose in life. Stepping into our purpose lights up our lives with more energy, meaning, and fulfillment. Having a strong purpose gives us a compelling reason to work through our negative emotions rather than sitting and dwelling in them. Many times our purpose leads to activities that are known to bring positive emotions such as personal growth, connecting us with others, helping others, making a difference in someone's life. Number six, don't overindulge in temporary pleasures to dull and pacify your negative emotion. So here, think of overeating, over-drinking, over-shopping, over-social-media-ing. That's a <laughs> difficult one to say. Over-Netflixing. Again, like the being unhappy about being unhappy, overindulging in these activities creates feelings of guilt, which leads to negative spin cycles. These, these can create voids and disconnection in your life, hiding from, hiding from yourself, or from others. So what does God say about all this? <clears throat> well, he has, no surprise, the best news of all. God tells us that by living a life centered around him, we can take our happiness to a new level. It goes from mere happiness to joy. 
So you might be asking, what's the difference? Well, happiness is a temporary feeling that can't also be present when we're feeling negative emotions like sadness or anxiety. But joy is an underlying pervasive feeling that we can still feel deep down inside us, even though our negative emotions, even through our negative emotions, and even through our struggles. And God tells us when we live our lives closely connected with him, there will be a fullness of that joy in our lives. That joy comes from knowing Christ died for our sins, knowing our sins are forgiven, knowing that God is always with us, and knowing that we have an eternal life with him to look forward to. It also comes from the Holy Spirit. As the Bible tells us, it fills us with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. It's through a close relationship with God that we can tilt that 50-50 that most humans experience. Yes, each of us is still going to experience negative emotions and go through struggles, but living through God provides a constant sense of joy, hope, and love in our lives. We think all this is summed up very well by Paul in Romans 15, 13. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this makes me think of something I read in C.S. Lewis's book, uh, Mere Christianity, where he talks about how you know when you met a Christian. It's not that they tell you they're a Christian, but it's they have this sense of joy and happiness about them that you they leave you and you're wondering, man, I want some of what he's got. So we wanted to share a little bit about our personal experience with you guys. And as we've shared in other areas, this is one where we pretty much were doing everything wrong that we could possibly be doing wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Both of us looked almost solely to our external circumstances to provide or make us happy. And one of the ways was through people pleasing to get other people's approval. Another was material things, such as buying a big house, buying whatever we wanted, when we wanted. Relying on each other to make us happy, which by the way, it doesn't work well because of all the disappointment caused by the times the other person <clears throat> doesn't do what we think that they should do. Also for Amy, another big one was her weight. For me, a big one was always hustling and striving to create achievements through work. And on top of all of that, we did not have a relationship with God. So this all led to many, many negative emotions for us that we sought to escape. And we sought to escape them through over drinking and partying and using that as a primary means to help us temporarily feel better. Well, as you can imagine, that only led to other issues in our relationship and our life. We never even knew the relationship that exists between our thoughts and our feelings. We thought we just felt the way we did because of the people and events in our life. Learning and applying this has been life-changing for us, and we feel like we've only really just begun to use these tools. Of course, we still have many negative emotions, and sometimes we get stuck in one. But when that happens, we use these tools to build awareness and better understand the reason that we are experiencing it. Once, once we do that, then we're in a position where we can decide how we want to respond to it and if we want to keep experiencing it. 
So back to our one thing for today. Everything you do in your life is because you want to feel a certain way. Since your feelings are caused by your thoughts, if you want to feel better, it is imperative and vital that you closely examine what you are thinking. And as we discussed, God can take our positive emotions to a new level. Next week, join us for our first episode of the new year, 2021. How exciting. We love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes. Thank you.